Isaiah chapter 60, verses 1 to 5. Uh, Lindsay came earlier on, and uh, she didn't know what I was going to minister from, I don't think. Uh, she didn't know at all, and she felt we... And I'm going to really dwell on verses 1 and 2 as well, so that's, that's incredible. This goes to show that I'm in the spirit. You know, Lindsay has... Yeah, okay, Lindsay is in the spirit. All right. Isaiah chapter 60, verses 1 to 5. The title of my message tonight is Arise and Shine. 2017, a year to leap. Your year to leap. Arise and shine. 2017, your year to leap. Isaiah chapter 60, verses 1 to 5. He says, Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and deep darkness the people. But the Lord will arise over you, and his glory will be seen upon you. The Gentiles shall come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your rising. Lift up your eyes all around and see. They all gather together. They come to you. Your sons shall come from afar, and your daughters shall be nursed at your side. Then you shall see and become radiant, and your heart shall swell with joy, because the abundance of the sea shall be turned to you, the wealth of the Gentiles shall come to you. Again, Father, even though I've already prayed, I am asking for the spirit of wisdom and revelation for your people, that your people will operate with a superior revelation in the coming year to what they've operated in hitherto. In Jesus' name, amen. So when we say 2017, your year to leap, I just want to briefly touch on it because throughout next year we'll be talking into this and we'll be teaching into this. But when we say it is your year to leap, leap is an acronym for leadership, evangelism, and power. Leadership, evangelism, and the power of God. And for us as a church, Greenwich specifically, this coming year, the Holy Spirit is signifying that we focus on these three key themes of leadership, of evangelism, and of the power of God. And you may think, well, how will that really affect my everyday life? I pray that by tonight and throughout January, those of you who are part of the Granny Church, which is a lot of you, that you will begin to catch it. Because I believe that for many of us, God has been dealing with us throughout the years, not just this year, but throughout the years. And uh, even as we have seen that this year has been a very testing year for the world, generally speaking, it has also been testing for us, even as a fellowship. If you remember, when we began this year, I shared with you how the Spirit has said to me that this is a year of pruning. How many of you remember that? This is a year of pruning for us specifically in Greenwich, but also for CLF generally. And indeed, we have seen it to be so. We have seen it to be so. And it has been a good pruning because the pruning has helped us to get our focus properly. Well, this coming year, I believe, is the beginnings of acceleration. 
the beginnings of acceleration for many of us. So it is a year to leap. It is a year of leadership. It is a year of evangelism or soul winning, getting back what, to what God wants us as his people to be burdened with. Beloved, God has not called us in this world to live like the world. He has called us to make a difference. He has called us to be salt and light. He has called us so that our lives are vehicles through which others come to know him. And this is a great burden on God's heart for the lost to be saved, for the world to be rescued. And he wants his church to rediscover that passion of the harvest and seeing souls saved. And it's a year of the power of God. What do I mean? It is a year where we, God's people, are going to grow in confidence in how we release the power of God. You see, the kingdom of God is supernatural. The kingdom of God is supernatural. Can you say amen? The kingdom of God, Paul said, is not in word but in power. He said, and I, when I came to you, did not come with excellency of speech or enticing words of man's wisdom, declaring unto you the word of God or the gospel of Christ. He said, I determined not to know anything among you except Christ Jesus and him crucified. And my preaching and my speech was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and power, so that your faith will not rest in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 1 to 5. And the point there is this, is that we have lost, many of us have lost, that authentic dimension of operating the supernatural power of God. And for us as a church, I believe many of you are going to begin to operate in spheres of power. I believe that. I believe that as you hear the word, your spirit is going to grow and your anointing is going to increase and you are going to be familiar with the power of God. Look at what he said in Mark chapter 16, verse 17. These signs shall follow them that believe. Five supernatural signs. In my name they shall cast out demons. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. If they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Supernatural signs that follows believers. Verse 20. It says, and they went everywhere preaching and the Lord, preaching the word, and the Lord confirming the word with the accompanying signs. They went everywhere as they declared the word. The Lord confirmed the word. This shall be the testimony of some of you. I said, this shall be your testimony in Jesus' name. You see, our ministry, if you're here, we are not going to promote materialism. This book that I've written on money, after you read it, the first thing you will do, you will probably, as you are reading it, you'll be confessing your sins. And repenting. This is not the five steps of how to become rich. This is the steps of how to die to the flesh <laughs> and die to the power of mammon that controls so many believers. We show you how to break the spirit of mammon that controls so many believers in their paradigm. Even those people who claim they don't care about money are controlled by mammon. You can just see it in how they give to the church. They are controlled by mammon. 
You see, let's move on. Let's talk about the message tonight. Arise and shine. So what I'm trying to say is that for us as a church, 2017 is a year to live. Uh, a year of leadership, a year of evangelism. The A is for and. <laughs> and the P is the power of God. But also, it is like a pun. It's also a year of faith. A step, you know, you leap, you take leaps of faith. Not little leaps of faith. Where before you were a bit cautious and now you obey God. Now, you are going to take a leap of faith. You're going to take a step of faith that is beyond what you are used to. Can you say amen? amen. This is a year that as you obey God, you're going to see signs and wonders. He said, and the people that do know their God shall be strong and do exploits. You shall do exploits. He said, I and the children that the Lord has given for me to me are for signs and wonders in Israel. You shall be a sign and a wonder to your generation. Listen, this is a year where we are going to learn how to be passionate about the things God is passionate about. I believe strongly that when any man or woman makes Matthew chapter 6 verse 33 their priority, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. I believe strongly that anyone who makes the kingdom of God their number one priority lives an abundant, fulfilled life. The problem that we have today is what we call abundant life. For most Christians, abundant life is measured by material wealth. Abundant life is measured by external physical things. It's got nothing to do with abundant life. Anything that the world can duplicate cannot be a manifestation of the kingdom of God. The abundant life is being able to live the way God wants you to live and fulfill Every agenda he has, regardless of your circumstance. Yeah. So, let's talk about Isaiah chapter 16, verse 1. The first thing, he says, arise, arise. That word arise, what does it mean to arise? See, there are three things I want to point out to you about when we arise. The first thing is, of course, we get up. Arising involves getting up. It involves straightening up, and it involves looking ahead. So he says, arise. It's a command. And you see, some of you, you look at where you are right now, and it puts you off. You think, what is the point? There's no, look at where I am right now. There's no point even me trying. Look at how I've messed up. But you know, there were certain lepers. There were certain lepers in, um, in uh, 2 Kings 7 verse 3. And as lepers, they were lepers, so they were unclean, and they, you know, they were outcasts. And the, 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 the city was under siege, and uh, they were outside, and they said something, and they said this, why sit we here and die? Why sit we here and die? And what I want to say to some of you is this, whatever the failings have been, why sit you there and die? Whatever the mistakes have been, why sit you there and die? Whatever the challenges you are facing, why sit you there and die? You know, in Luke chapter 16, sorry, chapter 15, 
in Luke chapter 15 and verse 18, the prodigal son, he said this, I will arise and go to my father. I will arise. He said, the Bible says, when he came to himself, he said, I will arise and go to my father. Some of us need to come to ourselves. And we need to realize that how we've been living is not us. How you have been behaving is not you. Your behavior does not define you. It is your destiny that defines you. Your behavior does not define you. It is what God says about you that determines who you are. Arise. So it means you have to get up. It speaks of repentance. Repentance is simply the decision we make to change our attitude and our mind concerning a way we were going. It involves getting up, which is straightening up. So it means we embrace righteousness. You see, when you straighten your back, it speaks of righteousness, uprightness. So when you rise up, when you arise, when you obey this command, first you change your way of thinking. Secondly, you embrace to do the right thing. And then when you arise, you also look ahead. It means you begin to focus accurately. And beloved, I want to tell you something. There is a vision that God has imbued inside of you that the enemy has fought till now to keep it down because he does not want you to catch a glimpse of who God really calls you to be. Yeah. You know, the kingdom of God is so powerful because God works great things using weak people. Many times I'll say to the Lord, Father, you can see, I am a weak, struggling man, but I make myself available to you. I make myself available to you. Beloved, I want to say to you, arise in 2017. Arise in 2017. When some, some of us, when we think of our leadership, we say, I am not a leader. But I'm going to show you as we look at this next year that every child of God has a leadership mandate upon their life. He said, go and make disciples of all nations, of all people groups. That is a mandate to lead. Leadership is the ability to influence another towards a common purpose. And every child of God has been called to influence another towards the gospel of Christ. The next thing he says is shine. Shine. So arise. Shine. How do we shine? How do we shine? I want you to turn to Matthew chapter 5, verses 14 and 14 to 16. He says this, you are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand. And it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. You see, when he says shine, what he's saying is this. Express what is already there. Express what is already there. He says, arise, shine. That means when that person was down, they didn't realize what they were carrying. He says, arise. And then he says, shine. You see, when you shine, you reveal what God has already entrusted in you. 
When we shine, we allow, in the context of the gospel, when we shine, we allow the anointing of Christ to be demonstrated through us. Why? Because Christ in you is the hope of glory. Any hope that anybody or any situation will have for it to be solved is in the Christ in you. It's in the Christ in you. Christ in you, the hope of glory. The only hope of true glory is Christ in you. Colossians chapter 1, verses 26 to 29. Look at what Paul the Apostle said. He said this. The mystery that has been hidden from ages and from generations, but now has been revealed to his saints or his holy ones, which is us. To them, which is us, God willed to make known what are the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles or among the non-Jews, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Look at the next verse. Him we preach. We don't preach money. Him we preach. Not even healing. Him we preach. Not breakthrough. Him we preach. Are you listening? Warning every man. And touching every man in, or teaching every man in all wisdom that we may present, look at this, every man perfect in Christ Jesus. If we as a church make this our priority, CLF, we are committed to making disciples. Because really, this is the only mandate that makes sense for the believer. That you will be a wholehearted follower of Christ Jesus the Lord. That's the only mandate that makes sense. All the other stuff, they are smoke screens. The enemy doesn't mind you having all the things of the world, every breakthrough that the world can afford you, every desire that your heart can give you. If it turns you away from wholehearted pursuit of Christ Jesus, your Lord. Your shining is the manifestation of the ability that Christ has invested in you. Your shining is really your ability to influence others for Christ. Your shining is you being able or being a channel through which others can see Christ in you. Can you say amen? Your shining is your leadership abilities. Being expressed through your obedience to the mandate of God upon your life. Beloved, we are living in perilous times. And this verse, we're going to learn it from these teachings. And we need to recognize the only safe place we have. The only safe place is the center of God's will for our lives. The next phrase in that verse, your light has come. Your light has come. Question. How does your light come? You see, when we read these verses, we see like this, arise, shine, your light has come. And we say, I'm shining. Look how God has blessed me. My, my light has come. Oh, my favor has come. Oh, my breakthrough has come. How has your light come? You have to interpret scripture with scripture. Psalm 119 verse 105. 
Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Psalm 119, 130. The entrance of your words, they do what? They give light or gives light. It gives understanding to the simple. How does your light come? He says, arise, shine, for your light has come. What's he saying? Arise, shine, because God's word, which is light, has been given to you. That's it. So the light that comes is the light of the word of God for you. You see, it is through the revelation of God's word for your life that your light comes. Let me say something like this. Many people do not know what God is saying about them. They know it in their head, but they don't know it in their heart. And they don't realize that the word that God says about you is what gives you the ability to handle all the things that come your way. When you learn the secret of walking with the Holy Spirit and receiving directives from him, let me tell you, the stress ceases. When you tell people this, they, they, they find it, because people often ask me, don't you get stressed? I can get very stressed very easy if I stop connecting with the Father. That's how I get stressed, when I stop connecting. So I have learned very early in my journey the secret to always being revitalized is living by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. What does he say? Man shall not live by bread only, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God shall he live thereby. That's how we live. That's how the born again believer is supposed to live. So when he says your light is come, it is this. God has spoken something and speaks something to you and it's because of the word of God that you are able to rise and you're able to shine. That's it. That's it. So the question is, we must discover what God says about us. You see, your light comes through the unveiling of his purpose for your life. Your light comes through the embrace of his will for your life. Again, I've discovered something. Many times, people rationalize themselves out of aligning their lives with the word of God. Very early, I learned another secret. It was this. First, I hear what God is saying. Then, I, I agree with what God says. Before, I ask him how I do it. I don't say to God, before I say yes, let me see if I can do it. Why? Because I will never do it. When the Lord told me to start writing books, write what? Even GCSE English was a struggle. What book? What book? I'm also very busy already. I'm also busy. I'm busy. How many of you are busy? Hey, this is a busy generation. Everybody's busy, busy. I'm busy. Even my daughter is busy. My 12-year-old, she's busy. Hey, can you Dad, come on, I'm busy. Hey, everybody's busy. Daniel is busy. Even Joel, he's busy. I've got my lead pad, I'm busy. With my lead pad, I'm busy. With my program, Paw Patrol, Horrid Henry, I'm busy. 
Everybody's busy. Huh. Yeah. If you're not careful, you will miss what God tells you. And it is, it is what God says that is the key to protecting you from anything the enemy sends your way. Anything the enemy sends your way. And what I've discovered is at times he'll give you the heads up. So he'll show you. He'll show you that this thing wants to come into your life. But most people, when he shows them, they say like this, you know, I saw that the plane is going to crash. Uh, 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 there's going to be a plane crash. And uh, I was on it. Hey, you know, I'm going to go on a plane and I'm going to have a plane crash. What, the, what, the, what nonsense? No. You saw, so you cancel the plane crash. You cancel it. So you cancel it. So like when, I, when, I, when I'm, I'm flying a plane and it starts going funny, I say, this thing cannot crash. I just remind him what time he said I was going to die. And that time hasn't happened. Yeah, I asked him. I asked him, when am I going to die? So that we're clear. Let me find out. When do I die? You know, if I'm going to die tomorrow, I, must work, I won't be here. If I was going to die tomorrow, you can keep your embrace. I need, to, I, need to, I need to get ready. You know, I'm going to die tomorrow. Why am I coming here for? I'm not coming here if I'm going to die tomorrow. I mean, you keep it. Someone else come and preach. No. In fact, you know what? CLF, join together. All this um, decentralizing, I'm, I'm going tomorrow, so yeah, I don't really care anymore. Uh, I, sh- I make sure everyone's okay. I'm gone. Huh. So you ask, when am I going? I asked him, when do I die? And he told me, you die at this point. You want to know, but I, we can share notes. You tell me yours, I'll tell you mine. <laughs> Our light empowers us to shine because it is what God says that enables us to do what he wants us to do. It is the word of God that gives you the ability to do whatever God does. Because the word in itself contains power. The word of God is supernatural. So when, I don't know why you're showing me that for, you're showing it to the wrong person, show proper times. I don't know what's that. that. That time is not the time. Show proper times. Yeah. Actually, he's right. That's the right time. <laughs> the word of God to you is what sets you free. It's what gives you direction. It's what stops the enemy from being able to attack you. You know when Peter walked on water? Peter didn't walk on what he walked on the word. And the word was come. Peter said to the Lord, if it's you, tell me to come. He said, come. It is me, come. And he started to walk on the water because he was operating on come. And as soon as he took his eyes off the word, he started to sink. Because it wasn't just Peter's faith. It was Peter's faith in the word that allowed the word to keep him afloat. Because everything is held together by God's word. And so when God says to you, his word to you is, you are this. That's his word to you. And his word to you is, do this. As long as you obey that word, the word will make sure that everything conforms to his will. Four point. The glory of the Lord is risen upon you. He says, arise, shine. For your light is come. So, you, the light is the word. And then the next is, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. Now, what does that speak of? It says, in other words, what God is saying is, is this. Listen, 
you already are has been determined by me. And wherever you are right now does not determine who you are and what you carry. So arise, shine, for your light has come. And also, the glory of the Lord is risen or irradiates. Irradi irradiates. Is that the right word? Irradiates. 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 It's blazing, shining. It's all over you. The weight of it is upon you. But you see, many people don't feel like there's glory upon them. They don't even think there's any glory. What they think is shame. What they think is weakness. What they think is failure. They don't even believe there is a glory. But look at what the scripture says. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 from verses 6 to 10. Now listen to me. These truths that I'm giving you, they appear very simple. But the reality is they are simple, but they are so profound. And the reason why we don't operate from that superior vantage point it's because we think there should be another way other than the only way. For instance, there are basic vehicles that God uses to help us draw near to him. Reading the scriptures and spending time in prayer. Enjoying his presence with worship. They are simple vehicles. But somebody would say, okay, we know about prayer. Forget prayer. Now tell me, tell me the secret, the proper secret. Yeah, we all know about prayer. But now tell us the, the real thing. Is there some, you know, formula? Is there some room, you know, um, is there some powder? I don't know, powder. <laughs> Tell us. Because it surely cannot be you pray, you pray, oh Jesus, I love you, and then you speak in tongues, and then you do that for about three hours, and then suddenly you are charged with power. It can't be that. There must be something else. Now, you see, this is sometimes the stupidity of people. You don't know what I know. I am operating a certain realm of power and glory, which you want to have. And I tell you, this is the step. No, it cannot be that step. It has to be a different step. Well, you enjoy the ignorance, and I will enjoy the revelation. But, you see, God's ways are simple. They are not complicated. They are simple. Listen, beloved, let me tell you something. If we as a church, this is just by the way, if we as a church decided, let's say we decided today, okay, you know what? We're going to put this to a test. For the next month, every one of us, we're going to pray together from this time, one hour, every day. We will all pray together for one month and see what happens. I guarantee you that every time we come together, the power of God will fall. Just that simple thing. I will never forget in our history, many years ago, we started praying every day. The Lord said, I want you guys to pray every day. So we prayed in the morning and we prayed in the evening. Sometimes those prayer meetings, it would be just me. I was the only one who turned up because everybody was hard enough. You know when you start these things, everybody's charged. They all come. The place was jammed. Then after a while, you get people falling off, drop off, drop off. Then you get a diehard, 10. Then it started to shrink. Afterwards, uh, like me and two others, me and three others, me and two others. I remember Mecca was coming in that time. You know, he was there at that time. He was in the past. And I remember in one of our prayer times, he said, you know, you know, um, I feel like God is um, showing us that. We're, they were praying for children. And he said, I feel like God said it's three in three years. Well, actually, that year she became pregnant. And she had pregnant three. They had three. Bang, 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 bang. One, two, three. Bang. 
I said, I think I got it, uh, the, the three muddled up. <laughs> do, do you remember? <laughs> do you remember? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was so amazing how the power of God, people would walk past our church and just walk into the service. Nobody spoke. They, walk, they said, we don't know why, we just felt to come. And you know what happened? We stopped doing it. <laughs> it's like a good Christian. We stopped doing it. We were tired, we'd had enough, we'd done it. Now let's move on to the next thing. That's what people do. But that will not be your portion. How does the glory come? How is the glory of the Lord risen upon us? 2 Corinthians 4, verses 6 to 10. He says, For it is the God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, who has shone in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Beloved, did you hear what he said? God has already shone in your heart with the revelation of Jesus. But it's too easy. Even though God has given us what is probably equivalent to billions and billions and billions and trillions of pounds. No, no, no. It can't be that simple. We'll hear someone say this. But everybody has that. Yeah. So if everybody has a billion, does it make any less of a billion? Look at this. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels. That the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. We have this treasure in earthen vessels that the superiority of the power is definitely of God. Now look at the next verse. We are hard pressed on every side, yet not crushed. Wait, did these problems disappear? They increased. We are hard pressed on every side, yet not crushed. You know what we believe is when they get a little bit of pain, a pin pricks them. Ah! Pressure! The glory that's in them, they don't even access it. No, 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 no. Forget that. What do you mean glory? Look, I'm going through real things. We are oppressed on every side, yet not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. In other words, we, haven't, we don't know what to do. We don't know what to do. We don't know how to deal with this thing. But we are not in despair. <laughs> we are persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. Always carrying about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our body. The point is this. The glory is already in you. Your circumstances do not determine the glory. The glory in you allows you to handle the circumstances in line with the will of God if you will access it. So when he says the glory of the Lord is risen upon you, it is a statement of fact. The glory of the Lord is already upon you. It is on you because of what God has done for you. It is on you because of the presence of the Holy Spirit in your life. It is on you because of the superior privilege that has, you have entered into in God's kingdom. It's already yours now, beloved. It's already yours now, beloved. You are not pagans. You are not like those in the world who haven't got a clue about what's going on. Look at the next verse, verse 2. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth. 
You see, for the world out there is darkness. Darkness speaks of no light, no revelation. It's in relation to God. So when he says darkness covers the earth, he's speaking about the fact that this world has no direct reference to God at all. The state of the world demands that you and I shine. Ephesians 5 verses 8 and 10, he says this. For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. For the fruit of the spirit or the fruit of the light is in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. 10. Finding out what is acceptable to the Lord. In other words, because of the light you're already carrying, because you are now light, you can know what God's will is for your life. If you're not sure, there's a book I wrote also, <laughs> Discovering Purpose Through Goal Setting. That will help you. It's very easy. Easy book. It just cost you 50 pounds. No, not really, no. No, I don't know. How much? 6.50? 7? I don't know. Yeah. My point is this. It is not very difficult for most things as a child of God for you to know the will of God. But the reason why many don't is because they don't access the light. They don't allow God's word to govern their heart. They don't allow what they already have to be the priority of their life. They want to live like the world and enjoy the privileges of a saint. It doesn't work like that. He says darkness covers the earth. In other words, everything that is not aligned to the will of God is darkness. Everything that is not aligned to the will of God is darkness and is in darkness. Anything that sees things from an earthly perspective is darkness. So the political world system is in darkness. The scientific community, with all their knowledge, they are in darkness. Our social structures are in darkness. That's why there's so much confusion. Because there is no reference to God. There is no reference to the ways of God. With the politics, with the, the scientific the world of entertainment in even is darkness. Imagine if a believer operating by the spirit of God made films. I'm not talking about these boring so-called Christian films. They are so boring and inspiring. You need, at times you need a person of the world to make a good uh, Bible film like The Passion of the Christ. Because when a Christian does it, you don't even know what's happening here. You know, the, the soldiers didn't say, come on, mate, uh, move along, move along. No, they spat and they insulted him, they kicked him, they beat him, they swore at him. If a Christian is doing it, no, there can't be any swearing, there can't be any Oh, no, hold on, hold on, hold on, wait, wait. This, this Jesus, cover, cover this part. You know, we don't want to shock the children. The com economic system is in darkness and you know at times I'm not surprised why God doesn't give Christians a lot of money even the small money they have that's why you need to get this book you know you need to get this book <laughs> all right next verse it says deep darkness the people darkness covers the earth and then deep darkness or gross darkness the people in other words the earth system is governed by darkness. 
And the people, when whatever they seek to do is deep darkness. Why? Because it has no reference to God. The essence of gross darkness, let me tell you what the essence of gross darkness is. Self-centeredness. Doing things for yourself. That is the essence of gross darkness. The first commandment of Satanism is love yourself. The first commandment of Satanism is to love yourself. And it's to do what you want. I'm not feeling it. That kind of, you know. You know, people say, I don't feel. It's not whether you feel what you feel. or what. That's not the issue. It's what is God saying. I, I don't, you know, you don't go, go, go. Look, I have to think of myself. I have to think of myself. Go on, go on, go on. You know, one to God saying, one to Holy Spirit, one to Holy Spirit. Yeah, that's why you are still in bondage. Ephesians 5, 11 to 12, 11, 13, he says, And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. For it is shameful even to speak of those things which are done by them in secret. But all things that are exposed are made manifest by the light. For whatever makes manifest is light. Whatever unveils is light. Whatever reveals things for what they are is light. That's why light is coming to you tonight. Light is coming to you tonight. Light is coming to you tonight. Because you are called to a superior level of living. You're called to manifest the Christ that is in you. He says, but the Lord will arise over you. How does the Lord arise over you? Through his word. Because he does nothing outside of his word. Jeremiah 1, 11 and 12. He says, moreover, the word of the Lord came to me saying, Jeremiah, what do you see? And I said, I see a branch of an almond tree. Then the Lord said to me, you have seen well, for I am ready to perform my word. Now, what I want you to see is this. Jeremiah saw an almond tree, but God said he saw his word. You see, what you need to understand is that when the Lord starts to arise upon you or over you, it is through a word he will speak to you. He will speak something to you, and that is the key for you to begin to overcome. And so it may be something like repent. It may be something like do this act. It may be something like go to this place. It may be something like do this job. I remember my first job after I finished um, my HND in Polytechnic. Very powerful education. HND Polytechnic. <laughs> my first job, my only job after that one. I had done other jobs before. I was praying for my job because we have to pray about everything. As I was praying, I'd finished business and finance and I was looking for a good pay, 1988. As I was praying a few years ago, as I was praying, I had a dream. And I saw my page, a paycheck, 6127. Now, at that time, 6127, it, it was okay, but it was not on the level of what my education demanded. I needed 2,000 more to make it eight. Then it would have been no more. So I didn't like the vision. <laughs> I didn't like that vision. So I was applying for jobs, and then one job came in. 
I didn't like the job kind. I liked it. I didn't like it like I did, like that. I didn't like it. So I applied. They called me in. They gave me a test. I did the test, and they took me. But guess what? I even failed the test. I didn't even know. I failed the test, but they took me. And then when we came to talk about the pay, Six, one, two, seven. Ah! I remember Michael, your husband, and Enoch, your brother-in-law, laughing at me that I got this job. And I wasn't happy about them laughing, but I understood their Laughter, because it was a joke. <laughs> but that was the job God gave me. But here's the interesting thing. That job allowed me to go on my first mission. That job allowed me to prepare for the ministry. That job allowed me to go full-time, go part-time. I'd quit the job. I'd go back. They'd give me more money. And I kept doing that. <laughs> because I quit the job for ministry. You know, I have to go on mission We'll go on mission for 12 weeks. You can't say, I'm going on mission. I'll come back. So I, I quit the job. I quit. They gave me everything. I went on my mission, came back, and they gave me a better job and more money. That one job. I stayed on it till I went full-time in ministry. Why? Because it was governed by a superior revelation. And when I left at that time, at that time, it's not a lot of money today, but when I left in 1991, I, 92, I was on 15, 6,000-something. So my pay had increased very quickly. Very powerful. I could even buy a house. But at that time, I didn't believe in buildings. I was just the kingdom of God. <laughs> Those of you who like to preach, rapture, 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 rapture. You know, don't worry about anything. Rapture's coming. That's why I used to think, rapture's coming. I didn't buy any house. Sure. <laughs> No, rapture is important. <laughs> God speaks to us with his word, by his spirit. And it is the word that we receive and obey that will carry us. So what I'm trying to say is that even though the pay was rubbish, because the word of God was governing it, it empowered me to enter into my destiny. That's the point. That's the point. Many people shipwreck their purpose because they refuse to obey the word of God. The Lord arises over us through the receptivity of his word. He arises over us as we obey his word. He arises over us as we align our will to his will. I'm going to stop because my time is gone and I want us to pray. I want us to pray as we are entering this coming year with hope in our hearts that God has a word for us concerning our life. Many of you already know what God has said to you. 2017 is a year where you begin to leap into what God has said to you. Whatever God has witnessed into your spirit about your life, 2017, you will begin to fulfill and pursue that in Jesus' name. I want you to rise on your feet. He says, arise, shine.
For your light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. Whatever is going on in the world, you are not affected by it. When you read the rest of the verses, darkness covers the people, grows dark, darkness the earth, grows darkness the people, but the Lord arises over you. Whatever is going on in the world does not determine what goes on in the house of God. Whatever is going on, and that's for what goes on in the world is going to get more insane. But that's not, we're not to have that fear. We are not to have their terror. We are not to be preoccupied like they are preoccupied. We are not pagans. We serve the living God. We serve the real God. We serve the true God. We serve the uncreated God, the eternal God. A God that was not made with hands. A God that spoke the universe into existence. Who knows the beginning from the end? Who is the first, the last, and everything in between that is relevant for your life? I want you to lift your hands to him. Listen, begin to praise him. Begin to thank him for what he has done in your life up until now. Listen, I want you to begin to praise God. And thank him for the coming year. Thank him for the coming year. Some of you are going to take exams. Don't be afraid. Some of you are going to make decisions. Don't be afraid. Some of you are facing challenges. Don't be moved by those challenges. Court cases. Don't be moved by those court cases. Don't be moved by what's coming. Come on. Open your mouth. Begin to thank him. Begin to worship him. Begin to praise him. Begin to bless him. Tell him, God, I give you the praise. Come on. Let's praise him. We give you the praise. Father, we give you the praise. Father, we give you the praise. Father, we give you the praise. Lift up your hands. Lift up your voice. Come on, praise him. Steberementa. Steberementa. We give you the praise. We give you the praise. Father, we give you the praise. Come on, bless him. Steberementa. We give you the praise, Lord. We give you the praise, Lord. We give you the praise, Lord. We give you the glory. We thank you. We say all the glory belongs to you. All the honor belongs to you. You are our first. You are our last. You are the one we serve. You are worthy of our praise. Come on, offer him clap offerings. 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 Come on. Offer him shout offerings. Offer him shout offerings. Offer him shout offerings. Offer him shout offerings. Come on. Give him the praise. Cabaret. 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 We give you praise. We give you glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just worship him. Oh, come and worship him. 
of men, the works of men, all are the gods, all are the gods, they are the works of men, the works of men, but you, yes you, are the living God, the living God, yeah, hey, but you, yes you, are the living God. Hey! You're the living God. Oh! All other gods, all other gods, they are the works of men. The works of men. Hey! All other gods, all other gods, they are the works of men. The works of men. Yeah. But you, yes, you, are the living God, the living God. Come on, let's worship him. Yes, you, hey. yes, you are the living God. 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 But you, you are the living God. Yes, you are the living God. Are the, the living, living God. God. Yeah. But you, hey. Yes, you are the living God. Are the living God. Hey. Because you all are the God. All are the gods, they are the works of men, the works of men. Hey! All are the gods, all are the gods, they are the works of men, the works of men. But you, yes, you are the living God, are the living God. Hey! Yes, you are. Yes, you are the living God, the living God. Yes, lift your hands to him. Begin to minister to him. I want you to minister to the Lord. Sing to him spiritual songs. Lift your hands and sing to him. Spiritual songs, songs with your spirit, songs with your understanding, spiritual songs. Oh, we love you, Lord. 
I want different ones that the Holy Spirit is giving a word of prophecy, a revelation, a tongue, an interpretation. I want you to come. The spirit of prophecy is here. So I want you to come. The front ones just come. The spirit of God is speaking. And I want us to pay attention. I see the spirit of the Lord saying, do not be afraid for what is ahead, says the spirit of the Lord, for I am with you. Fear not, for I am the God who holds the future. And I know my plans for you is to give you a future and to give you hope. God wants you to have hope. I want you to lift your hands and receive that word. Tell him, I have hope. Tell him, I have hope. Listen, it doesn't matter what you are facing now. There is hope. The word of God brings you hope. Receive it by faith. Tell him, I have hope. Worthy. Worthy, 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 worthy is the Lord Almighty. It's very simple. Let's sing it out. Worthy, worthy, worthy. Worthy, worthy is the Lord Almighty. We'll sing to Jesus Christ, holy, 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 holy. Sing it. Sing to Jesus Christ, Jesus, 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 Jesus is the Lord Almighty. Let's sing it to Him again, worthy. Tell him he's worthy. You are worthy, you are worthy, you are worthy, you are worthy. You are worthy, you are worthy. You are worthy. Na da da da, na da 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 da. Worthy is the Lord 
Almighty. Gonna let different ones to share what the Holy Spirit is saying or showing. And I want you to open your hearts as you take your seats. And we're going to spend time in the presence of the Lord. We'll do the countdown, but we'll also carry on focusing on the Lord. So just take your seats as different ones share. When um, Pastor Joe was pr um, preaching, and I think before Lindsay came and said something regarding the word that God had um, given us, as we were just worshiping, what I saw was God saying, I've laid a step for you to take. Don't hold on to the past, for it's not going to take you nowhere. I have tomorrow in my hand. It's your time to take that step and follow tomorrow, not yesterday. Wonderful. So those of you that that word applies to, where God has put a step there, and he says, take that step. Don't hold on to tomorrow. What was it? Yeah. Yesterday, my focus on tomorrow. Sorry, guys. Don't hold on to tomorrow. No, hold on to the word of God. Whatever. Say it. He's laid a step in front of you for you to take that step. Don't hold on to the past, for he has tomorrow in his hands. So it's time for you to follow. Wonderful. So if it applies to you, can you stand quickly? We're going to pray into that right now. Just stand quickly. Your standing is an act of faith. You're overwhelmed by what is ahead. And the Lord says, don't be. So stand right now. I'm going to ask Frida to pray. As she prays, I want you to receive it. Just raise your hands, open your spirit, and just receive it. Father, thank you for that word, Father Lord, and we are holding on for tomorrow. Yes. For you are the future, not our past, Father Lord. You are ahead, not behind, Father Lord. And because you are ahead, Father, we are holding on and we are taking that step of faith. That step that you have laid before us. Amen. I want to pray with you as well. Remain standing. Father, we speak strength and grace over these ones. We pray for the spirit of wisdom for the next step ahead. We rebuke every uncertainty and every cloud of darkness and every spirit of confusion that the enemy will seek to bring their way. We rebuke it and cancel it. We speak clarity. We speak order. We speak peace. And we speak hope. And Father, I pray for that the spirit of faith will be released on these ones' behalf. In the name of Jesus, that they will act in faith and fulfill your purpose for their lives. In Jesus' name, amen. The Lord bless you. Thank you, Frida. Okay. Um, as we're worshiping, and just, just write what I saw. So I said, lift your eyes towards me. I am going to lift you high. Do not be afraid. I saw the word acceleration. And I saw people getting in the lift. The lift went up at the speed, at a real pace. It didn't stop on the first floor, but went straight to the top. I heard the Lord saying, fix your eyes on me. Then I saw a bl dark black cloud covering the whole earth. But light started to pierce through the dark cloud in various places. And I heard a voice saying, you shall carry my word and my spirit will be with you. Amen. We want to receive that. So as many of you that want to receive that remains and I believe it's a word for us as a church 
So if you want to receive that, just remain standing. I want Jean-Marc to declare it. If you've already stood and you want to stand again, feel free. But we are receiving it as a church. Father, I thank you for your words, Lord. And as we enter in 2017, Lord. Lord, I rebuke the spirit of fear, Lord. And Lord, I declare that we will not be afraid anymore. Lord, I declare that we will carry your word. Whatever you want us to be, we will carry your word, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Steve? Yeah, just a confirmation of what the gentleman is giving out. There are some people here living in fear, the fear of man. And that has choked your spirit. And because of that, you cannot even open your mouth and declare the word of God for people to be saved. The Lord is saying that at the moment you open your mouth to speak his word, souls will be saved. He will embolden you, he will empower you, uh, and you will become a light for the glory of God. And there will be a blessing upon your life as never before. So be bold and declare the word of God. And you will see the glory of God in your life as you enter into 2017. All right. Those of you, I believe that's a very specific word about fear that is gripping some of us. Why don't you stand right now? If that applies to you, quickly stand. I want Prophet Steve to pray. And as he prays, we will agree with him and with you for that freedom. So quickly, fear where you feel paralyzed, whether it's in sharing the gospel or whether it's in obeying God. The fear of man. Quickly, just stand. Father, in the name of Jesus, we take authority over this fear. You've not given us spirit of fear, but the spirit of power, love, and of sound mind. Father, I release, oh God, boldness, oh God, the boldness of Christ into the heart of your children. The Lord Jesus has to enter into the new year. Your children will go out in boldness and encourage your God to be the light, oh God, for your kingdom. Lord Jesus, I broke against spirit of fear. I rebuked that spirit in your life and I set you loose in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Steve. Um, I've got two scriptures. The first scripture is from Psalm 66, 20, which says, Praise be to God who has not rejected my prayer or withheld his love from me. And then the second scripture is Luke 1.37. For no word from God will ever fail. And I feel that when we were praying and worshipping God, I felt God saying, tell my people, what word have I spoken to you in 2016? Is it, the, is it healing that he's spoken to you? Is it, you know, breakthrough? Is it that you're going to be more closer to him? What word has he spoken to? Even if you feel that God hasn't spoken to you in 2016, when you got saved, what word was it that he's spoken to you? And he is saying that no word from me will ever, ever, underline the word ever, fail. And if you feel that you haven't heard anything, you might be a new Christian, you haven't heard anything, go into the word of God. There are plenty of words in there because that word will never fail. So when you're going into 2017, walk in it with confidence that his word will never, ever, ever fail you. Amen. Again, this is a very significant word. 
those of us that God spoke a specific word to in 2016 that perhaps we have felt like it has not happened or a specific word that he has spoken in our lives that in 2016 we did not see it happen the way that we wanted to. I want you to stand if that is you and I want to free you to pray. I'm also going to pray. A very specific word that you feel God has spoken to you in 2016 or before 2016 but you have not seen it fulfilled. And uh, that word is being contested in your life. Quickly stand. Quickly, quickly, quickly stand. And as you stand, I want you to raise your hands to the Lord and recite to him. Tell him what he told you. Tell him, Father, you said this to me. You said this at this time. Or you said this. Or you spoke into my heart about this. And tell him, ask him to forgive you where you have doubted. And repent of it. And then the free is going to pray. So do that right now, quickly. Thank you, Father. Thank you for the word that you spoke to us. Lord, we're sorry where we have not believed you, where we've doubted. We repent. We change our hearts and our minds concerning this. We say we choose to believe you. We choose to believe your word. In the name of Jesus. Heavenly Father, I just want to thank you for your precious word. And I want to thank you for us, Father God, who you've given us a word. And Lord, I pray that you will help us to treasure your word. You will help us to see your word as precious, Father God, and to hang on to your word. Father, Lord, you help us to be open to you totally, that where even if there's a of unbelief father God that we will be able to see it father God we'll be able to be honest father God that you'll be able to highlight it Lord God Lord give us a passion for your word that we'll be meditating on it day and night because your word said that that's where there is success Lord help us to put your word as priority in our lives Lord God and help our unbelief father God I pray in the name of Jesus that we walk into 2017 with confidence full of your word father God in the name of Jesus amen Amen. I want to pray with you as well. Father, and I agree with that prayer, and I declare concerning the word spoken to these ones, that it shall come to pass. I decree that the spirit of faith will increase over them, and that they will believe you, and that they will see that which you have spoken come to pass. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, I actually got this earlier in the day. And I was so afraid to come out, but maybe it might help someone as well. Um, I was going, flipping through my Instagram, and then I got it from T.D. Jakes today. And it said something about, God has been good to me this year, and um, he's done a lot of good things, but I had some bad days as well. And I tend to focus on the bad things I will Oh, yeah. So it's like <laughs> this coming year, um, God said to me through that word that we should celebrate the good things that God has done because it's going to do, it's promised, I mean, oh, so many things. Don't focus on the bad things. Even if you have bad days next year, don't, don't celebrate that. Just celebrate the good things that God is going to do next year as well. Awesome. Now wait, that's a very significant word. God wants us, the Lord wants us to focus on the good things in the coming year. To celebrate the good things that he has spoken into our lives. So before Abigail comes and does the countdown, don't worry, I'm looking at the time. Um, 
if this word applies to you, especially where you tend to focus on the negative, and uh, it feels like God is saying to you, when the bad times come, focus on the good things that God has done. Why don't you stand quickly? I want Bola to pray, and we want to speak that and seal that in your spirit. Father, I just want to pray that as we go into 2017, God, uh, 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 17, that we will be people that will celebrate the goodness that you are going to do in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Yes, and Father, I declare that the spirit of praise, of thanksgiving, will rest upon your people. Lord, that we will know how to celebrate you, how to praise you, how to thank you, how to adore you, regardless of what we're going through. In Jesus' name. Amen. Why don't we all remain standing and just begin to thank the Lord and uh, just begin to praise him as we're entering into the new year. Begin to thank him. I'm going to ask Abby to come. She's going to lead us into the new year. Let's just continue to lift our voices. We are in exciting times. We are coming to the new year. We are on the cusp of a new beginning in our lives. Let's begin to enter the way we want to continue in the new year. Lift your voice. Lift your voice and praise him. Lift your voice and thank him for he is worthy. He is almighty God, the everlasting father. We want to praise him. We lift your name up, Lord Jesus. You are worthy of all our praise. You are worthy of all our praise. You are worthy of all our praise. We lift your name, oh God. There is no one like you, Lord. There is no one like you, Lord. There is no one like you, Lord. You've been a faithful God. You've been a gracious God. You've been a merciful God. We thank you for your love. We thank you for your love for us, Lord. We thank you that you surround us. We thank you that you are God. We lift your name on high. We lift your name on high. We lift your name on high. We lift your name, Lord Jesus. And as we enter into this new year, we say you are Lord. You are Lord of everything. You are Lord of all that's going to happen. So we're going to start counting now together from 10. Ready, steady, 10, 7, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Happy New Year! Hallelujah! Lord, I lift your name on high. Lord, I love to sing your praises. Come on, let's worship. We worship Jesus. Lord, I lift your name. Lord, I lift your name. Happy New Year. Lord, I love to sing your praises. I'm so glad you're in my life. I'm so glad you came. You came from heaven, you came from heaven to earth to show the way from the earth to the cross. Lord, I lift your name on high. Lord, I love to sing your praises. Oh, yeah. 
I'm so glad you're in my life. I'm so glad you came to. Lord, I lift your name. Lord, I lift your name on high. Lord, I love to sing your praises. I'm so glad you're in my life. Oh, yeah. You came from heaven. You came from heaven to earth. Amen. Amen. 